0: Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Work with Randy Martinson, Martinson Ag. Well, grains all lower on Monday, but we did see kind of a mixed trade in cattle higher in the hogs. Okay, Randy, let's talk about kind of the risk-off environment that we saw in the grains today. Where did that come from? Because I know crude oil had a really poor day. (laughs)
1: Crude oil had a tough day. You know, we started rough pretty much in everything. Gold was lower and it looked like everything was going to just kind of see a slow bleed. But, you know, and I think part of it coming from the fact that the funds don't just don't want to be long on this market right now. Rumors are that that some of the index funds are going to come in and rebalance their portfolios, but it certainly wasn't uh, today's market. You know, so combination of weather and the fact that there just isn't any demand out there and that we're not seeing any exports all added to the, uh, the pressure.
0: Yeah, so soybeans and corn, but soybeans especially, we've had some rains in Brazil uh, recently, some more over the weekend, so that was part of the equation too today.
1: It was. And then they've also extended the possibility of rain for Brazil for, I think it goes into the six to 10 day before we start seeing heat come back into play. So that kind of hurt the soybeans or put the soybeans on the defense. Corn still is looking for something to get direction. And right now it took its direction from the lower soybeans, which pulled it. That took the corn to new uh, contract lows. And then wheat joined in behind. I mean, that was kind of also looking for some news. The fact that we didn't have any confirmation of China business and some moisture, Uh, being forecast for the planes all came in the pressure of the wheat too.
0: So let me ask you specifically from a technical basis on corn, as you say, funds have been selling, they're very short this market and have increased that short position. Now, after these contract lows, where do we find the next chart support?
1: You know, I think we find it down in the 4.35 level. And that's kind of the line I would be looking at. I, I mean, I was hoping we wouldn't break that 4.50, but we're certainly looks like we will at this point. So I, I would be looking at 4.35 as finding some support. At that point, you know, we are still one of the cheapest in the world as far as corn prices are concerned. Hopefully that would bring in some demand.
0: And soybeans, new lows for the move here. We took out the June lows again. What are you watching from a chart standpoint we need to hold?
1: I'm looking at that 1235 level for for soybeans as a level to try to hold. You know, we look back and then somewhere between that 1215, 1235 is kind of where our next uh, support line lies. It's not the lows. You know, we we went a little bit lower late earlier in the year, but I would think that that level should hold and we should start to see a little bit of demand. I would think with the, the drop that we've seen, we should see some end users wanting or some countries wanting to buy product. We certainly have the cheapest in town.
0: Yeah, it's been surprising we haven't seen flash sales, don't you think?
1: I'm very surprised that we haven't seen that, especially when you look at the shipping problems in just about every region, you know, with the Panama Canal, you're looking at it with the Mississippi River yet, you know, the Suez Canal, uh, all these different regions that are seeing shipping problems. The easiest way to ship out of would be right now out of the Pacific Northwest. So I would think besides the reasonably priced product we have and the shipping uh, ease, that should bring some demand. Mm-hmm.
0: So Randy, you mentioned that wheat got cut up in this commodity-wide sell-off or at least this grain sell-off today, but also um, we're looking at some better conditions in parts of the HRW belt too, aren't we?
1: We are. And that's adding to it. I mean, you look at Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, they all improved in their month in the December monthly readings. We've got a pretty decent crop rate. If you look at, you know, even in the some of the uh, there's a few states that did see a little bit of a downturn, you know, Montana, uh, up here more in the northern plains, we saw a little bit more decrease. But the main crop continues to see improvement. And with the moisture in the forecast, it's only going to help it improve.
0: Yeah. Technically, Chicago closing below $6 today on the March, and then you've got Kansas City and Minneapolis back down, knocking on contract lows again, don't you?
1: We do. I think Minneapolis is only about a nickel away from its contract low. You look at Kansas City, we're sitting, you know, within, I think, 10 cents of the lows. A little farther away in Chicago, but that market is holding its premium because of the sales that we had in November to China and the hope that China comes back and buys some more soft red.
0: Well, the last time they waited for these prices to get down to contract lows and then stepped in and buy it. But do you think that is likely to happen again or are they done?
1: I don't think they're done. I mean, the rumor is that they still need to buy a little bit of more weed. So I I do expect that they'll come back in again and buy. And, you know, I don't know if they'll buy another million metric ton or or two, you know, like they did this last time or or more. Uh, I would expect that they would come in and get some more of their needs covered, though.
0: We touched on it at the beginning of the program, but crude oil got whacked today. And a lot of that was just um, Saudi Arabia came in and started selling to Asia at lower prices.
1: And uh, they're bucking kind of what OPEC's agreements has been. And so we're starting to see a little bit of uh, OPEC kind of go rogue, <laughs> for the for lack of a better word. And so I, I would expect that because of the trouble in the Middle East, they're starting to try to move product wherever they can. My concern is that we're going to start seeing a logistics issue where we're just not going to be able to get a lot of crude oil shipped. So I've been telling guys, if you get down in that 70 level, it's probably not a bad idea to start locking in your needs.
0: Cattle market, strong opening this morning, pushed by this higher cash trade. It looked like maybe a little push from the weather, but we kind of failed. Did we just hit chart resistance or what?
1: I think we did. I mean, we've seen this market push pretty good and you've got, you're right. I mean, the cash traded very well the last couple of weeks. We did see, uh, you know, uh, uh, box beef started to improve a little bit towards the end of the week. We're starting to see, I think the cattle climb out of this, but now we're going to test to make sure that the ones that have been coming in buying have some holding power. And I think right now it was all technical. They're just going to try to test some support lines, see if they hold and then see this market start to gain more more, uh, strength.
0: So this was kind of a reversal today, wasn't it?
1: Kind of was. But I mean, you know, you look at it, I I think the market needed to see a little cleanup and a a little uh, pressure to come in just to test the longs. I do think that the next cattle on feed report will be friendly. I do think that the cattle inventory report will be friendly. And seasonally, you start to see, you know, the market kind of uh, sees a bottom take place about this time frame towards the end of January and then start to climb up again.
0: Are you a little surprised we didn't put some weather premium in this market, or are we not because the weights are so darn high?
1: You know, I mean, that's a really good point. Our weights are up there, and we do need to see some way to trim them down. And, of course, this weather will put some, uh, I mean, our, we're definitely not going to see feedlot performance very good with this system that's coming through, especially the major feeding regions of, of the U.S. So if that trims the the weights a little bit, I think that's kind of a bonus.
0: So the feeders did end up higher because of the pullback on the corn, but seasonally, do we start to kind of turn the corner on that market anyways this time of year?
1: Yeah, we do. And I and I and it's a little early, but I think because we got beat up so bad and we're seeing a the, the little bit more of a recovery now. So I think we'll start to climb out of it. And again, you know, like I said, the cattle and feed report should be friendly. We should be seeing placements uh, start to uh, get less as we move forward. And I think that certainly will help uh, keep uh, supporting that feeder cattle market.
0: Yeah. And the hogs ended to the plus side. We had a higher weekly close. So, are we just trying to clean up our oversold status, or do you think this market is trying to put in a seasonal low?
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. I I mean, I hope we're trying to put in a seasonal low and if cattle can continue to go, maybe that'll help uh, bring the the, continue to help push the pork market as well. We do need to uh, see, I think, the domestic demand continue to be strong. Uh, We do have a problem with more uh, uh, pork starting to come onto the market because of the hogs and pigs, but hopefully we're starting to see a little bit of a turn in that market.
0: Some good advice. Thanks for joining us, Randy Martinson with Martinson Ag and that is Markets Now.